Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Pastor Brad Campbell, who is a, a longtime friend of, of our pastor. Um, you've probably heard him <laughs> mention his name several times, so it's good to finally <laughs> put a face with the name. Uh, pastor Brad Campbell is uh, married to his wife, Barbie Campbell. They have five beautiful kids, four girls and one son. Praise God, right? <laughs> Quiver is full. <laughs> uh, they live in Phoenix, Arizona. And he went to Rama uh, Bible Training College in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Uh, he's also an anointed businessman. And he has been in ministry for over 20 years. And uh, he was one of the first people to partner with uh, KLM. Praise God. And Praise God. Amen. And he and Pastor uh, Dwayne have uh, traveled for many years together sharing the gospel. And uh, so... We um, are privileged to have him here today. Um, so KLM, let receive the ministry gift of Pastor Brad Campbell. Good morning, good morning. Can we stand to our feet for a minute? Let's just focus on the end of the Lord for, this, for a little bit here. Hallelujah. You know, scripture talked about um, the word being preached. It said the word was preached and... Uh, to us and as well as to them, but said, but the word preached, they did not receive, right? Or did not come back to them because it was not mixed with faith. Everything we do, I guess we're dismissing the, the children here. Praise the Lord. I mean, everything we do, we do in faith. Amen. Amen. Everything you do, you should do in faith. Everything. When we give, we give in faith. When we pray, we pray in faith. When we fast, amen, we fast. The Bible says, when do you fast? When do you pray, Right. All these things all have to be mixed with faith. So we come with expectation this morning. Amen. Amen. Let's play a little bit. Hallelujah. Sing a little verse of that. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been faithful. Say it to Lord, all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am made, Lord, I will sing of the goodness of God. Think of your faithfulness, Father. Oh, all my life you have been faithful. Say, all my life. Oh, all my life you have been so, so good. Every breath that I am made, Lord, I will sing of the goodness of God. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We set our hearts, our minds, our affections towards you this morning. Lord, we come with expectation this morning. Father, we're here. We're not here just to receive uh, another word. To just come here this morning and hear a pretty sermon. Father, we're here to receive from your Holy Spirit. We're here to receive in whatever you would manifest this morning. Father, we rely on your Holy Spirit. I depend on your Holy Spirit. Father, I pray as I speak, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will speak. Even as they're sitting here this morning, that their own sermons will be happening in their spirit as the Holy Spirit speaks through me and speaks to them, Father. Father, I pray and I veil my gift, my spirit to you, Father, all that's in me. Thank you for everything you've done, Father. I pray that you move this morning as you would will in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. We'll go ahead and be seated. As the brother said there, um, some of you are familiar faces. I know some of you are a little bit uh, new or may never seen me around, but probably have heard a million stories about me. <laughs> Amen. And uh, PD's not here, so uh, hey, I can tell whatever stories. <laughs> and uh, uh, Brother Dwayne, Pastor Dwayne, PD, my brother, he's been my brother more than 25 years. I met him when I was 18 years old. 
And um, we go way, way, way back for those who, who don't know. Um, and I'll, I'll give parts and parts of a little bit of my testimony. I do want you to be familiar with who I am. And he gave a good little introduction of, of who I am and what I am. I grew up actually in Colorado, uh, got saved when I was 18, moved to Tulsa, didn't know anything about Tulsa, what it was, what it held for me. Um, was introduced to Rama and Brother Hagen through Dwayne. Knew nothing of him when I moved to Tulsa. Knew nothing about any of that. And uh, I came straight out of the world. I was crazy and had all these issues and fleed Colorado to Oklahoma and uh, knew no but just literally blazing a path. Got rid of all my worldly music and said, you know, I need to find some godly music. Um, I had heard of and, and knew of uh, in younger ages of uh, Bishop Carlton Pearson. Yes. And so I was part of his church. And, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Dwayne and I were under him for several years with our prison ministry. And he wanted to ordain and license us. And, and uh, at that time we prayed and God said no, if he ever told you that story. And later on we knew why God said no. And we, we never did it. And we were very young. Um, but I was under that ministry for a time period there, and I, you know, I'd freshly gotten saved, and I remember sitting in the, the balcony at uh, Higher Dimensions, and uh, I had the best that that I wore at the time, right? I remember back in the, this is the mid '90s, okay? So uh, I had my my good creased jeans that I had, my my Tommy Hill figure, I had my array of my Timberland boots, and uh, that's all I had. And I went to there, and you know, they were dressed to the nines in their suits and ties. And I prayed one day. I said, Lord, I, I'm not intimidated by this, but uh, this would be a, a great opportunity for you to, to uh, do some movement here in my uh, world of attire, right? <laughs> and uh, so I think it was about two Sundays later, a gentleman came up to me and, and spoke to me and said, the Lord spoke to me and wants me to. And he took me to his house and went in his closet and said, pick out whatever suits, how many ever suits you want. Fully arrayed suits, ties, shirts everything exactly my size and thus kind of began the world of God opening doors supernaturally and doing things for me in many, many realms. And so uh, one day I said, you know what, I need some good gospel Christian music. And uh, so I uh, decided to go to the Christian bookstore and who worked in that music department, Pastor PD. (laughs) And I met the brother and uh, we were inseparable from the day we met. And so uh, God told him, stick with this brother. And uh, I said, okay, well, he, stick with me. I'll take you somewhere, PD. And, uh, but no, I, I laughingly say that, but God uh, uh, brought PD in my life. And uh, I was young and I was wild. And so he taught me all about gospel music and I taught him all about secular music. And I uh, <laughs> had to show him who uh, Tribe Called Quest and all these other people. So uh, you think uh, PD is straight laced now. You should have seen him uh, 25 years ago. He was uh, uh, straight laced. <laughs> so God used him to, uh, to straight lace me some and, and, I, and God used me to... Uh, Loosen him up. So, and so, yes, we, uh, we started together and uh, we um, started doing things in the ministry immediately. We had a prison ministry we had, which he's probably told you about many times for almost well, three years, I believe. Maximum state uh, prison ministry uh, between Dallas and uh, Tulsa. And it was like our first church because we went there uh, at least once or twice a month. We went, we had a chapel, we brought worship, praise and worship team, and we'd come in and we'd preach in the prisons, and then we did troubled youth facilities, and then we started doing youth revivals and started coming out here to New Jersey, New York, Philadelphia, started doing different uh, things like that as God opened the doors and, and, and things happened there. And we began just following the call of God for life, and so there was a time in our life where uh, we lived together. We worked in the same job together. I worked in the hospital with him. That was the last job I ever worked uh, as far as not uh, being self-employed. I'll tell you a little bit about my background in that. And um, we traveled together. We lived together. We preached together. We worked together. (laughs) And so we spent every living part of our lives together. His family was my family. My family was his family. Uh, I remember believing God for all of his family, Arkansas. None of them were saved. I mean, almost none of them were saved and just believing God and going out there. 
and praying with them, his family in Houston and his family here, and just believing God for his siblings, his uncles, his aunts, his cousins, just believing God just to see salvation, right? And God just coming through with all of those, those years of things. So I thank God for Pastor PD. He was a pivotal part of junction of my life, not only a lifelong friend and uh, just a, 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 a wonderful man of God. Do you guys appreciate your pastor? Amen. PD is a man of God. Mm-hmm. And PD is a man after God's heart. He is a very rare gift. Amen. Amen. He's a good brother, good friend, love him. But God is good. Turn, if you would, to Second uh, Timothy, verse one. I want to talk with you in the brief time I have this morning. Again, interject some of my uh, testimony and some of the things God has done in my life. Um. As he said, uh, not only my background with PD, but since that time, um, I left Tulsa, moved to Colorado, met my wife. Me and my wife have been married for 23 years. Amen. As he said, uh, five beautiful children, and thank God for them every day. Uh, My oldest daughter is 21, and uh, she's worked with me since she was 17 in my business. And uh, my next oldest daughter is 19, just got her real estate license. She's kind of fallen in the path of business and investments as well as other things that we do. And uh, just proud of my kids. Amen. Just, just that uh, they love God and have a heart towards God. And that uh, they're, they're, walking, they're, they're of great character and uh, strong in their belief and in their faith and in their convictions. So we moved to uh, Colorado shortly after my years in Tulsa. We started a church, planted in a neighborhood I grew up in. I grew up in a military community, so it was um, a very rough neighborhood. I was talking to Brother Stacy a little bit about my background there and growing up and sports and different things that we did there. But uh, God called me back, the neighborhood I grew up in. We planted a church there. We had church almost seven years. Um, all through those years, I had my business, and so... Um, at the age of 19, when Pastor Dwayne and I, PD, were together, we were traveling and doing the things we were doing. We got to the place where we were working, and I said, man, we're, we've taken every day we can off <laughs> to try to do the ministry. And I felt in me a calling. What I want to talk to you a little bit about this morning is calling. You're calling on your life, right? And um, we had taken all the time that we had and off and all that, and I began feeling God was calling me into the realm of business. Amen. And we're going to talk and touch on a few scriptures here. But as God began calling me into that realm, I was 19 years old. I knew absolutely nothing. I never knew anybody in my entire life that was self-employed. Never. Never knew anybody. Had their own business, anything. Knew nothing of it at all. Just that God had begun to spark and, and call me. So I stood on one scripture and I prayed and I said, the scripture said, uh, God will bless the work of our hand, right? Yes. Say so it is God who gives us power to get wealth. Yes. And I said, okay, God, you're only limited by what I know to do physically, right? Or what I know here, right? What education, what, what do I have that can, you're only limited by those two degrees. Lord, I feel you're calling me in this direction. A few weeks later, we had a gentleman, uh, Bruce, Bruce was his name. He used to travel and play the organ for us in the prison ministry. And he called me he said, But I had you in my heart. He said, I have this certain type of business, and uh, I've got someone I know who's in this type of business, and they've built this business, and they're moving out of state, and they're selling this business. And so that's begun my first journey into my first business. And so we jumped into it at the age of 19. I had saved money, bought the business, started into it, and God took me from that journey at 19, that first business, Pastor Duane was my first employee I ever have hired. I've had hundreds of employees over all these decades, and he was my first employee that I ever hired. I, I left state, went to Colorado for a while, and he worked and did my business when I was, was gone. Amen? Amen. <laughs> and uh, we went from different junctions of business. I won't go too far into that. And now today I have multiple, multiple businesses that, that we run within 
construction development, um, getting into some franchising things and different things we're doing in other, other fields. My kids are getting involved in those things. And God has blessed us beyond anything I could have ever imagined. God has done things in my life growing up in the neighborhoods I grew up in, the way I grew up, broken home, divorced parents, you know, very rough, rough, rough issues to be where we're at today with my wife, the only one of my family that's never had a divorce. All my brothers, my parents, my, it's I'm 23 years, been married, amen, and uh, have the family that I have. I'm, I'm blessed and have seen the blessing of God in my life and what he's done. And I liken all those things to coming back to falling, following the call of God in my life and following what God has called me to do. All of us have to follow that calling. One of the big things I want to blow up here this morning, and let's read the scripture. Let's read the scripture real quick if you're there. That 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1. Uh, I'll read it to you. Verse 8, starting there, it says, Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who saved us, say saved us, saved us. and called us, and called us. To, a to a holy calling. Amen. Amen. God not only saved us, he called us. Yeah. Every one of us is called. And one thing I want to express to you is, 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 is a lot of my experience in life and the things that I've experienced, life, ministry, pastoring, business, all the things that I've been involved in my life. This Western Christian world of Christianity, we have a lot of wrong misconceptions of Scripture, of God, of calling, of all these different things. And calling... The biggest misconception I've seen in the body of Christ is this simple fact. When we talk about calling, we have related it only to one thing, and that's who's standing behind this pulpit. That's it. If you're called, it's because you can sing or you have a gift or you can preach. You can, no, no, no. We all have a calling. Say, I have a calling. I have a calling. We have a calling, right? God has called us. And uh, I know, uh, like T.L. Osborne, he was a, uh, one of the greatest evangelists that ever lived. He was fond of saying, he said, God has either called you to preach the gospel or commissioned you to send someone to preach the gospel. In other words, fund. And so the calling of God is on all of our lives. One of the struggles I've had in my life is it's been prophesied over me and these things were revealed to me at a young age. And these things had to start coming forward that I have what you call the, the, the king and the priest type anointing. I have, I have both callings. And so one of the struggles of my life has been balancing ministry and business as God had opened doors and in seasons of our life of what we've done. But a big part of that was understanding God leading me. We started a church in Colorado, as I said, pioneered it from ground up and um, did well with it. We're almost seven years into it. Just started feeling God changing things inside. Like it's time, it's season. Our season is up in Colorado. Circumstantially, the church is better than it had ever been, financially better than it had ever been. And it was just God leading us. And we had to follow God and step away and go to Arizona. We moved to Arizona. God just, I mean, 10 million fold blew up our life, more than we could have ever imagined. In every realm, family, life, business, you know, you, you, when you transition in major areas, you know, God, uh, there's devil resist on every level. You're going to go through some hard things. But when you're in the nucleus of what God has called you to do, the blessings just flow. And so the problem we have is in many of the body of Christ, we have put this um, system together of like belief and faith. And so it's like, we're just going to believe God and, and pray for this. Well, if you're outside of the nucleus of what God has called you to do, there's only so far the blessing of God is going to flow because you're not in the nucleus. You're not in the eye of what God has called you to do. When God has called you to do something and you're in the nucleus of that calling, everything else just starts flowing, right? 
Seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness. All these things will be added to you. When you are in your place, amen? amen. God just starts flowing. Everything starts functioning and just starts working. But what, I, what hindered me so much is growing up and see, or being in this era of Christianity where calling was only seen as behind the pulpit. Amen. Are you here? Are you with me? Yes. We're here to build the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not just built here Sunday morning behind a pulpit. The kingdom of God is built in all of us being the body of Christ together, collectively getting into our giftings, into your workplace. You need to be anointed as a business owner, anointed as an employee, anointed as everything you do, a teacher, an instructor. Every, you need to be anointed. You need to be a light. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. God has called that light to be there. How do you fill a church? You guys fill a church. The man of God has to follow his calling, has to be obedient, has to do this. But the church has to collectively rise up in their giftings and their callings and be the hand and be the voice of God and demonstrate God and bring the people in. Amen. Be in that place. Find their calling. So it's very important to find your calling. Um, I've got a couple points that I want to reach here. Say again with me. You have a calling. Say, I have a calling. I have a calling. Amen. Amen. Do you believe that? God has called you. And in that calling, all the gifts and talents and anointing God gives you, the provision, everything, the wisdom, the direction, the clarity is found in that. Now we have a general calling. You can write down for taking notes, Matthew 28, verse 18. I'll read it. It says, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. So Jesus, this is what we call the Great Commission. Amen. So we have a general calling, a general commission, Again, was that commission to pastors, preachers, and those who feel called to the ministry? No, that commission was to everyone. Amen, amen. Everybody alive this morning, amen. Amen, amen. amen. we're here, we're here. We're going to have a good time this morning. Amen. Is God good? Has he been good to you? Yes, amen. amen. So we're, we're called. We're called, we're commissioned. God commissioned us. What did he commission us to do? Do go make disciples. What is a disciple? A disciplined follower of Christ. Discipleship is more important to the body and to the church than any other one provisional thing in the church. You get people saved, you need to disciple them. They need discipleship. Can the pastor disciple everybody? No. Jesus, no. I've been there. You can only, the hardest part of pastoring, especially when you're someone like PD, someone like me, you have a heart, such a heart for the people that you just want to help everybody. But the problem is you can't. You, you really got to. It's, it's in, what you'll hear with me when I preach, too, is I parallel a lot in business because of my business experience and a lot in ministry. And here's the deal. You have to, you can't get caught in the uh, minutiae of working the ministry or working the business, right? You have to be building. And the building comes by people. Get the right people in place. It takes a long time to build something of significance. Amen. This uh, microwave world we live in today, they don't understand. Wealth doesn't come overnight. Fruit and blessing in ministry doesn't come overnight. Nothing comes overnight. Because to grow something properly... You've got to develop people. You've got to get leadership structure together. You've got to get people who are faithful. You get in business, you've got to get the right employee. And you've got to train them. And you've got to spend the time. And you're going to weed through a lot of people. And you've got to work through these situations. And as God brings those people and brings these things together and you're diligent in those things, you now can now structure and do other things. Amen. Amen. 
And so it takes time to properly do that. Even a lot of churches have grown improperly because what's happened is they basically surplanted Christians and believers from other churches. And so you've got people that they're not there for the right reason. And so they're there for whatever reason they're there. They haven't really been discipled. They haven't been mentored. They haven't been gone through the process of where God wants to get us, to get us in our place, to have fruit. Right? There's many vessels, some to honor, some to dishonor, right? Many are called, few, 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 few are chosen. Why? There's a process. There is a process for God to get you to your place where you can bear fruit. There's a process. Everything is a process. And the fundamental of fundamentals is this, and this is where I, I really believe. So many people are out of their callings. There's a lot of pastors that are out of their calling. They shouldn't be pastors. Amen? Amen? And I'll tell you, PD is a true pastor. He is a pastor who understands teaching, teaching the full spectrum of God's Word, being in your lives, actually discipling, actually mentoring. PD is a true pastor. Thank God for him. Amen. 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 You guys are blessed. You are blessed. God has blessed you. Amen. Amen. So we have a general calling, right? We're all called to make disciples of men, to preach the gospel, to grow the kingdom of God. We need the whole body. Could you imagine, you know, the Bible uses the, the terminology and the, and the example of the head, right? What if the head said to the, you know, the foot, the leg, I have no need of you. You know, we take these examples in Scripture, but we don't apply them to our life. In the body of Christ, we would call the head who? The chief, the, Christ, what I'm saying, uh, in the realm of people's thinking. People, when they think who's the head of the body, they think it's the chief gifts. It's the preacher, it's the pastor, it's the, amen. And so we miss the working of the whole body. We need the hands, the feet. We need, we need everybody work. Can you imagine functioning in your body without your limbs, the parts of your body? Amen? The whole body has to collectively work. So we have a general calling, and what I'm talking about is a specific calling. If you're taking notes, I want to talk, just to define the word calling, if you're taking notes, which everybody take notes here? Amen. PD, PD taught you well. <laughs> Calling is defined as this. This is straight out of the dictionary. A strong inner impulse towards a particular course of action or vocation, especially when accompanied by conviction of divine influence. Did we get that? No. Not at all. I'm going to say it again. Strong inner impulse towards a particular course of action. Or, voc or vocation, especially when accompanied by conviction of divine influence. So our calling is, what is God compelling you to do, to be? Let me, let me speak on this. Thank you, Jesus. How do you see yourself? What is the image inside of you that you see God has called you to? What is the impulse in you? What we miss in calling is calling is not necessarily according to gifts. Right. See, some people are gifted in certain arenas of certain things, but that has nothing to do with your calling. Right. 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 Amen. Amen. Calling is... God said before, I knew you in your womb, before you were formed, God called us for a purpose. God is our manufacturer. We have to go to the manufacturer to find out what did he manufacture us for. And here's a, a great, one of the greatest, great, let me give you a great revelation. You ready for it? Great, great, great revelation. It's, it's deep. You ready for it? God is smarter than you. <laughs> Amen. Now let me let me bring that home. 
God is smarter than you. Now, what does that mean? Proverbs talks about multiple places. It says, man's ways are right in his own eyes. But it says God discerns the, the spirit or the intention. Understand this. In our human nature, we think we're right all the time. We think we're right. Man's ways are right in his own eyes. So the way we live our life, the way we think, the things we do, how we live, we, we, we think we're right. Uh, but the revelation is God is smarter than you and I. And he created us for a purpose. Amen. Amen. So if you truly believe that, what has to happen? We got to live a little bit of Proverbs, right? Proverbs said, um, we got to don't lean on our own understanding, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not. Lean not. Lean not. Lean not on your own understanding, right? Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your path. Amen. So we have to train ourselves spiritually. We got to renew our mind. We got to renew our thinking to not depend on what we think and how we see things. You want to do what God's called you to do in any realm? You want to know my success or my keys to success in business? Not leaning on this. Learning how to follow God. When opportunity comes, what do I do? I pray. I pray. I want to relate to this. Here's the thing. So someone says, hey, you know, you've all been in a million meetings in your life, right? Uh, Hopefully. (laughs) And you've had the, who who, who feels called to God? We want to pray today. And everybody who feels called, we're going to lay hands on you. And come on, we're going to lay hands. and, And everybody feels called. And it's like everybody who feels called somehow. So, so Pastor Deep, you're right, PD, uh, because he's called to the ministry and to pastor, he needs to seek God. He needs to pray. He needs to fast. He needs to hear from the Holy Spirit. But the rest of us don't need to do that. The same way he fasts and prays and believes God, you need to do that for your own life. You need to do that for your own business. Pray. Fast. Believe God. I'm depending on the Holy Spirit. Every time I preach, I'm, I'm dependent on the Holy Spirit. I, I run my business that way. Every day, Lord, you're my business partner. And I'm dependent on you. I need to hear from you. I need to know what you're saying. I need to know the direction. I need to know the next step. I need to know yes or no. Yes, no. And what you begin learning as you begin renewing your mind is you begin following the leading of the Spirit. One of the greatest keys I know Pastor Dwayne preaches on. Amen. To begin to be led by the Spirit, what happens is this. You begin to not lean on this. Because you learn, it ain't. The Holy Spirit leads. Faith, the walk of faith is not circumstantial. Doors will open that look great, and they'll be like, this is great. But inside it'll be like, "Mm." no, no, no. Don't go that direction. Amen. Or things will look horrible. I've had business things that I, I thought, no. I'll be truthful with you. Us moving to Arizona. I was like, why are we moving to Arizona? I, you know what I mean? I, I didn't see it. Didn't see why God was doing it. Didn't fully understand it. Just knew inside here. Right? I grew up in Colorado. I grew up in, in cold weather. I never had God sends me to the desert, to the heat. We were there a month or two. I said, oh, Lord, I love it. That's the land of flip-flops and palm trees. I loved it. It's like, God, you, again, let me go back. What? God knows you better than you know yourself. If you learn to follow him, that's what will happen in your life. He'll open doors. Things will happen. You'll walk into it and you'll go, I didn't even know I would love this. Yes, because God is smarter than you. He, 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 he is your father. He created you. You have a purpose. You have things. You have desires in you that if you don't allow God to untap them, you'll never follow them. You'll never get to that place where God has you to be. But I want to really hone in on that misconception today. We're all called. The calling is on your life. Thrive in your calling, in your place, in your business, in your teaching, in your coaching, in everything you do. Thrive in it. Lean on the Holy Spirit. Lean on the Holy Spirit. I was listening to a preacher the other day. I'm honing on you for a second. The Lord brought it to my remembrance of that. He was talking about a coach that had coached for almost 20 plus years. 
and he had tried to win a championship. He was a high school coach. And he began praying and God was trying to work with him and, and, and deal with him about um, following the leading of God. He said, God, I've tried everything I can in my own abilities to lead this team and do what I've, what I've, what I've done. Lord, I'm going to depend 100% on you. And the Spirit of God began leading him and told him, change your structure of what you're practicing. Change, it literally led him. And where he was like, this doesn't make any sense. This makes no sense. Within two years, they won a state championship. He went on several ones. We all have to be dependent on the Holy Spirit to lead us, to direct us, to get us in our place, to get us in our calling. Amen. You're receiving something this morning. Amen. Amen. Tell me time because I will I will not be in it. I'm good. Am I over already? Or? <laughs> Amen. So, write this down. How to find God's calling. And I'm going to touch on a couple points here. Probably won't get to everything. Number one, have a servant's mindset. I'll say that again. Have a servant's mindset. It's the first way we find that God's calling in our life. Do you know that in the Bible... The greatest leaders were first servants. Moses, remember, led the children of Israel, right? Got them out of Egypt. God's trying to get them to Canaan's land. We forget Moses never got to Canaan's land. He never got to the promised land. Do you know who got there? Joshua, his successor, his servant. God raised him up. Amen. We have the story of Elijah, Elisha, right? Where did that double portion anointing come from? Him serving Elijah. Amen. Amen. Serving and having a mindset of servitude is what begins to show you your calling. Amen. As we serve, you begin finding your callings. You know, I've learned a lot, again, paralleling in business, having Many, 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 hundreds of employees, hiring people, training people. Same as the church, same as the church, parallel to the church. You have people come, they have their own agenda, they have their own thing, they don't have a servant's mindset, they're not here to learn, they're not here to be discipled, they're not here to grow, they're not here to thrive in your business or help you or understand they need to serve first. They need to be there to help. They need to be there. What does servitude look like? What does having a servant's mindset look like? It's understanding that you are there to help. Helping people is not helping them the way you need to help them. It's the way they need you to help them when exactly they need you to help you, even when it's not convenient. And most of the time, it won't be convenient. But in serving in those capacities, in working in those capacities, same, same position, right? You work in a job. When you go there, you, gotta have, you have a mindset. I'm here for this job, for these people. You want to excel in business? You want to excel in your workplace? You want to excel as an athlete? What are you, you're there to help. You're there to help. How can I take weight off of that person? And then what's going to happen? That server to mindset, you're going to learn. There's no businesses that I have that I haven't served from the bottom up. Every position in that I can walk into and I can talk to them. So what has it done? It's given me respect with every all. They know. Brad knows. Brad knows his stuff. They can call anything, anyone, any position, call me. Hey, no, this is because I've been where you're at. I've done what you've done. I serve. As we serve, the callings and the giftings begin coming out of us. We begin seeing, begin having a place, begin having a position. Amen? Amen. Serving. I wish I had more time to, to dive into that. But serving. So, have a mindset that completely surrenders your own will. Oof. Did you hear that? That is a mindset. And listen to the key of this. This is where it's key with God. With God, here's the thing. You've got to completely surrender your will. Oh, do you hear me this morning? 
Why many people suffer in their walk with God and in their faith is because they never surrender their will. They just always have that something. The Bible calls it uh, ideology. Some, anything that keeps you between God, right? Anything that you've held back. Anything that you're not giving to God. So we got to completely surrender to his calling. Uh, that was the first point. Amen? Amen? Second point. Look at uh, Galatians chapter 6 and verse 4. Say amen. 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 <laughs> God is good. Galatians 6, yes, verse 4. And I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. I know Pastor Courtney loves that translation. Amen. It says, pay careful attention to your own work. For then, say, for then, you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. I'll read it one more time. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. Theodore Roosevelt said the comparison is the thief of joy. And I want to hold on this. This is one thing I felt like God was giving me to really, really focus on for a little bit. So that second point is, is this. Pay careful attention to your own work. Listen when I tell you this. This is, this is I, I really preach this to my kids and explain this. There is an absolute attack on this generation. And I'll tell you. That attack is this. We, we talk about all the dangers and the things of social media and all these things. Here's the danger of that for uh, young people and adults. The Bible is very clear in, in how we work. Uh, uh, you know, our eyes, we know our eyes, our ears are our floodgates into our soul, right? So what you see, what you hear is begins to uh, change the process of what you're thinking about, right? What you see, what you hear is what you think on. What you continue to think on, right, becomes and compels you and pushes you into action. Then what you continually to act upon becomes character, part of your character. Here's the danger of social media. The danger of social media is it is consuming people's minds and they're following people. And if you don't focus on your own self, you're going to lose yourself. You'll never find your calling. I'm speaking to myself. I'm I'm telling you. God has showed me this in myself. There's great businessmen and people that I've gleaned things from, people I follow. But here's the problem. If you don't watch it, it will begin conforming your thinking. You'll start desiring things you shouldn't be desiring, going directions. And I'm not talking sin. I'm I'm talking just directional for your life. Where before you know it, you're like, Amen. You know, I grew up in an era where entrepreneur wasn't even a word. Right. Now it's the word, right? Yeah. So it's like everybody's going to start a business. Everybody. Listen, if you ain't start a business, right. don't start a business. Because right. <laughs> right. it ain't easy. Right. You want to be tied to it? 24-7, tied to it. You want big problems, big issues? Make big money. More money you make, more problems you got. More people you're going to deal with. More situations you're going to deal with. The more it's going to consume your time. The more, again, if you're not called to it, run. Flee. Do not do it. Be in your place. Be in your calling. Do not covet other people's giftings and callings and positions and stuff. Be who God called you to be. Oh, amen. I'm preaching to somebody this morning. I'm telling you. This is stealing the culture of today. Why does every 20, 30-year-old want to be a YouTuber, want to be a content creator, want to be a social influencer? Right? Do you hear me? <laughs> Do you hear me? Why is that? What is their consumption? And I'm telling you, it's strategic from the devil for people to never find their identity, never find what God's called them to do, never find purpose, waste years of their life doing nothing. Amen. Oh, do you hear me? Yes. 
Do you hear me? Yes. You've got teenagers. You got young people. You 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 got you got to be in there. Yeah. You, you got to be. You got to be speaking. Hey, you know what I mean. You you, you got to get their mind and in, in, in understanding their gifts and their talents. That's right. Amen. Amen. Oh, do you hear me this morning? Amen. So we gotta we gotta focus. We gotta pay attention. Yeah. Amen. Amen. One of the greatest keys I can tell you in business: focus. Yeah. Why do people not succeed? Because they're too distracted. Yeah, right. They're not focused on doing the right thing, the right time, the right season, the things that they should be focused on, the things they should be building, the things they should be doing. They're out of focus. We are more distracted today than we ever. I mean, social media, streaming, we can, we can just waste hours of our life on nothing. Right. And what does it do, though? It consumes your thought life. Yeah. It changes. It, it makes you think and believe things that you don't. Follow your favorite preacher evangelist, and all of a sudden you think you're a preacher in balance. You want to jump on the, run around and run crusades, go, go fall in your place. You ever heard, I'm sure PD used to use it, if you're out of your place, you'll be out of your grace, and you'll fall on your face. <laughs> you guys ever heard that one? Amen. Can't get out of your place. You've got to be what God's called you to do. It requires obedience. Oh, do you hear me this morning? If you're going to follow the call of God for your life, if you're going to find what God has called you to do, it's going to require obedience. It's going to require humbling yourself, not my will. Jesus came to earth. He had to pray with tears of blood in the Garden of Gethsemane, Lord, not my will. Not my will, Lord. Your Your will be done. I, I got to submit my way, my thinking, my path, my direction, what my flesh wants, what I feel, what my smart mind that doesn't recognize God, God's smarter than me. Amen. Follow God. Follow God. Where are we at time? Please, please tell me. Okay. <laughs> That's the right answer. All day. So key two, be careful. Pay careful attention to your own work. What did the scripture say? You'll have satisfaction in life. You want to be satisfied in life? You want to be happy? You know where happiness comes from? Being right in the middle of the calling of God for your life. Out of that, you will never have happiness. Go read the, you know, we live in, again, this world of self-help. Go do your little positive confession. Go do your little stuff. Go do your little routine. Jump in your ice bath. Go work out. Eat your little diet. Do all this. Change your state of mind, right? You're never going to be happy till you're in calling. Amen. You're never going to be happy. Amen. You're going to have true satisfaction doing what God's called you to do. Being in your place, in your time, in your season. Amen. Can you say that with me? Say, I'm in my place. I'm in my time. I'm in my season. Amen. Amen. Third point is, and I touched on it, don't envy what other people have. Don't envy. Don't envy. Amen. The grass is greener where you water it. (laughs) Amen. The grass ain't greener on the other side. Don't covet people's life, their marriage, their business, their ministry. Listen, they have endured something to be where they're at. And they're called to bear that. And if you aren't called to bear that, you're called to bear what God gave you. God has graced you to do what he's called you to do. Amen. Amen. Out of your place, you will suffer. You will hurt. You will be in pain. So don't envy. That was number three. Number four, follow peace and passion. Follow peace and passion. You'll find strength and energy in your calling. Mm. You'll find strength. You'll find energy in your calling. So, follow peace and passion. The Holy Spirit leads. And he leads by peace. He leads by peace. The Holy Spirit, I mean the, the devil, he moves and pushes. He moves and pushes. 
he pushes you in fear. He pushes the time clock in your life. This has to happen by this time, and you need to do this, and you need to move, you need to make this decision right now. And Listen, if it's God today, it'll be God tomorrow, it'll be God the next. You've got to pray. The Holy Spirit will always lead you. When you're in decisions of life, decisions of family, when you're in financial decisions, when you're in business decisions. I ever, I'll tear it out, as a businessman, and, and the way I run my life and anything I do, when I feel someone pressure me, I go, God bless you. <laughs> That's the devil. You will not push me or persuade me. You will not, because I'm going to be in peace, and I'm going to pray. And if you're pushing me, it's already the devil. It's not there. It's not happening. It's not. i got to follow peace, and i got to follow passion. That's what I mean by that. When you learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit, one of the greatest functions that happens is this. You learn how peace. You need to learn, and all of us need to walk in peace. But it's still with me. When you walk in peace, what happens is this. You work, and what happens in your character is the peace of God is in you. So when things are disturbed, you know something ain't right. When peace is disturbed, my, okay, I got something ain't right in this situation. I got to pray about this. This ain't right. Something ain't going the way it should be going in business, and it ain't, and again, it ain't circum. Listen to what I'm saying. It is never circumstantial. If you're led by circumstance, the devil will work his way in your circumstance all your life. You have to be led by peace. So when things are, this is, this is faith. Let me tell you the greatest, greatest lessons I've learned of faith. Faith is you're not moved when things are good, and you're not moved when things are bad. You're right here. You stay right here. You stay right here. You're in peace. You're in here. So things happen, good, bad, all the above. What do you do? You pray. You believe God. You stay in peace. Amen. Amen. You stay in peace. You let the Holy Spirit lead you. So your peace and your passion in life should be your keel or your even keel point. You follow me? So when you don't feel passion, you feel passion weighing. This is a, let me say this in life and ministry with me again. Business. I've been in multiple facets of different types of businesses. I'm in one right now. And as passion starts weighing, it's like the grace of God is weighing in this arena. Ah, God, transition's coming. Something's changing. Something's changing. Mm. So what do you do when you do that? What does scripture teach us? What, what do we do when we get in that place and position? Well, when you're young in the Lord, what do you do? You freak out. You get into fear. You start confessing, oh, Jesus, what's happening? Lord, I don't feel you. Where'd you go? As you progress, as you go forward in God, you start applying the scripture, right? Don't be anxious for anything, but in everything, through prayer and supplication, let your request be known unto God and the God of all peace. You'll flood your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus, right? Then it goes on and tells you uh, to think on these things. Keep your mind, stay. What is scripture? Stay in peace. Pray, give it to God. Give it to God. Okay, there's a disruption here in the business right now. There's a disruption here in the ministry. I'm feeling a little bit out of peace. Feeling a little bit out of, out of patience and passion. And, and the grace is waning. Am I talking to somebody? You go through these seasons in life. Life is seasons. You have sowing seasons, planting hard seasons, seasons of building and developing and working hard and working and working and you're building something. Then you've got watering seasons and, and, and you're kind of maintaining the things you've now structured to build. Amen. And then, and then those seasons go into your harvest seasons where you start seeing some fruit of all the things you've been, all, all the watering and all of the, the sowing and, and we have seasons, right? And in these seasons, as you come in and out of them, you have these wilderness seasons, and you have these seasons that things seem dry and seem, seems hard, and, and your peace isn't there, your patience isn't there, your passion isn't there. You need to learn how the Holy Spirit leads in those. Okay, Lord, when, those, when I go through those seasons, my antennas go up. My prayer life goes up. Got to pray. Got to fast. Got to get out of town for a little bit here. I got to go to the mountaintop here. I got to hear because transition's happening right now. God's sending me to do a new room. It's an unfamiliar room. The lights are off. I don't know where all the furniture is. I don't want to stub my toe. I, I got I to gotta pray. I got I to, gotta, Holy Spirit's got to 
and you got to follow peace. When you're in those times, some of you are in those times right now. Amen. Yes. Yes. A lot of the seasons of life are similar that we all go through. A lot of us have been in wilderness seasons in our life right now. Transitions. Wilderness. God's trying to get us over. We're, we're, we're in the wilderness here. Don't get lost in the wilderness. Don't do what the children of Israel did. What did they do? They got into fear, doubt, and unbelief. Began speaking against. Got to control this. Got to speak the word. That is the maturity of a believer. Begin understanding how much you've got. You've got to speak the word. You're unclear. Your clarity will come from speaking the word, allowing God to, to lead you through it. Oh, no matter what it looks like right now, it's unstable. Woo! Lord, you're in control. You're leading. You're guiding. You're my provider. You're my provision. You're leading me. You're ordering my steps. Amen. I'm going to make it through it. Amen. Confession. Confession. I'm overcoming. I see it. Thank you, Father. I see your direction in my life. Thank you that I see the next steps for my life. Thank you, Lord. I don't feel it at all. My feelings are irrelevant. Lord, I'm seeing the next step. I'm seeing the next direction. I'm seeing the next next season of my life, Father. Thank you that I'm seeing. Thank you that you lead me and guide me. Thank you that I hear the good shepherd, the good voice. I'm your sheep, Father. I hear your voice. I don't follow the voice of the stranger. Amen, amen, amen. Go through that season in faith. Get in your place. Get in your position. But learn to follow. you got to follow peace. Follow passion. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. God is good. God is good. Point number five. Ooh, Jesus, thank you, Lord. Number five, have an eternal perspective. Wish I had more time. Have an eternal perspective. Thank you, Lord. Uh, one of PD and I is good friends. Um, that he was in my wedding also. PD was in my wedding, my best man, my other friend. If you ever heard of Brother Lester, if you ever talked about him, he was another one of our roommates. Uh, and uh, he, uh, God led him after Bible college to move to Brazil. Met his Brazilian wife. He ran Joyce Meyer Ministries in, in Brazil and um, started going that direction. And so he's still to this day, his massive world of the Brazilian world that he his ministry and all the stuff he does in Brazil and in Florida. And uh, I remember I heard, heard a teacher one time talk about Florida. They were in Florida. I mean, sorry, they were in Brazil and they were saying that uh, they were preaching at this uh, convention. This is a, a minister that, that I know. He was preaching at this big convention for pastors and leaders in Brazil. Amen. Follow with me. Trek with me. Amen. And uh, this was a massive meeting. And these are all pastors and leaders in Brazil. And so he, he talks to the leader of, he was preaching at this thing, and he talks to the leader of the of the. Uh, of this particular function of all these ministers and pastors. And he says, how long has this all been happening? Like, and the minister goes on to tell him, says, well, this has only been about 10 years. And he goes, are you kidding me? He goes, how have you built this network of all these churches and all this? He goes, he told him this. He said, you in America don't teach as we teach in Brazil. He said, we teach from a perspective of eternity. What is eternity? In light of eternity, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your calling? What are you doing with... We have circumstances. We just went through a lot right now. My wife and her life and her... She lost her uh, um, her uh, grandfather who was uh, her like patriarch of a family, pastor in Chicago for over 60 years. Then a week later, she lost her mother. And just uh, about a month ago, she lost her father, completely unexpected. And almost 10 months ago, she had a brain tumor and life-changing for us. There's nothing like perspective of going through things like death 
or sicknesses and things that change. You just have a totally different perspective. We should live in having an eternal perspective. When people die, you go, does it matter? Does it matter their house, their possessions? Does what matters? Eternity is all that matters. You want to find your calling? You want to be in your place? Have an eternal perspective. So easy in the culture we live in today to do what? Just get bogged down with the world system of what we do now. We don't have an eternal perspective. We're not thinking in the eyes of eternity. Do you know when the scripture talks about the, the great judgment seat of Christ, the throne of judgment, when we go, go to heaven? Do you know when you have the throne, the throne of judgment? We're not going to be judged for sin. God already, Jesus dealt with sin. Right. Do you know what we're going to be judged for? Our works. And our works according to our calling. Oh, did you hear me? So we're going to stand before God and God's going to say, this is what I've called you to. That's why I believe the scripture said there'll be wiping of tears, right? Because we'll be judged in light of what God called us to do and what we did with what God called us to do. Woo. So we're here trying to gain possessions, crowns here on earth. We should be going to care nothing about here. I want my crowns in heaven. I want to be in my calling. I want to be in my place. I want to do what God called me to do. I want to bear fruit and crowns for heaven. Oh, do you hear me? Eternal perspective. Eternal perspective. Let's stand to our feet. You hear something? You receive something today? came expecting amen. God gave you something yes. amen I'm so blessed to be here with you I want you all to know how dearly I love you and I pray for you and uh, I'm on the board of, of KLM and, and, and uh, PD's ministry and we pray and we believe God for you and I thank God for what Pastor Dwayne is doing and what Kingdom Living is doing Value what you have. Amen. Value what you have. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. A lot of people not in their callings and giftings. PD is not one of them. He is in his gifting. He's in his calling. He's doing what God's called him to do. He's loving his sheep. He's doing what he has. He's preaching the gospel. Every opportunity, every place that he has. Hallelujah. Let's just pray right now. Father, we thank you. We glorify you. We magnify you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we thank you for that, that rich word this morning. And Lord, we pray first that, Lord, we would, in congruence with that, not be a hearer only, but be a doer, Father. Every one of us here this morning, we have things that we need to change in our life. We have to hone in on that calling. Father, I pray you grace us, you touch us this morning to get in to our place and our position, to find our calling, find our giftings. To submit our will, do what you've called us to do, Lord. Thank you for the grace. Thank you for the grace. Thank you for the grace. Hallelujah. We worship you, Father. We praise you. Just take a moment. We're not done here. Just take a moment. Father, we look to you. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your anointing right now. We thank you for your glory right now. Father, your good and your mercy endures forever. We love you. We worship you. We magnify you. Thank you, Lord. 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 Just keep your eyes closed for a minute. Father, we worship you. We praise you. We thank you. We glorify you this morning. We glorify you this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200. That's 732-324-2200. Or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519 Rancocas. That's 
R-A-N-C-O-C-A-S, New Jersey 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email. The email address is partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by obedience to his word. Until next time, God bless you.